Thanks for listening to the Faith Factor podcast. Our mission is simple, to help late teens and young adults conquer fear by applying faith to their lives. We hope that you'll not only be able to learn something from our podcast, but that you'll be able to take it and apply it to your own life. With that being said, let's dive right into God's Word on this week's episode of The Faith Factor. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to the Faith Factor Podcast. I am your host, Zach, and over here is my good friend, Eric. Eric, Caitlin. go ahead and introduce oh. yourself. Eric, Hi, go ahead and... it's Caitlin. <laughs> is that a good... I like photography. <laughs> is that... Uh, Eric isn't here with us today. So, Zach, I don't know why you thought I was Eric, but... You're a master of impressions. <laughs> well, it's, no, it's it's Eric. If uh, obviously, sorry guys, it's me, Eric. I'm just so good at impressions. You probably didn't. Eric, know did that you it was... start our Christian podcast off with a lie? So today, we're... <laughs> was it a lie or was it was it uh, an illusion? I don't know. You know, Eric, can you give me a minute so I can meditate on that? Meditation. Whoa. You know, I would, I would give you a minute, but I think that's our topic today, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, meditating on scripture. Oh, that's interesting. Eric, real quick, can you give us a brief definition of what meditation is? Like, is it just some kind of weird thing where you have to sit cross-legged, light some candles, and just... Um, um, like, I think that's exactly what meditation is, right? Just sitting there, um, no. Meditation, uh, to me... Well, it should pretty much the definition is just kind of clearing your mind and focusing on one thing. And so I think medita- meditation has gotten kind of a bad stigma is that's what it is. Like you're sitting there all like worshiping Buddha or something when really we're supposed to meditate on scripture and meditate on things above. The Bible tells mm-hmm. us to do that. Yeah. And also just to be clear, we're talking about meditating on scripture. So not meditation in general. I don't think we're smart enough to cover that entire topic with... No, yeah, just meditation on, meditation on Scripture specifically, not on anything else. Right. And for me, whenever we talk about meditation, like meditating on Scripture, like truly letting it sink in, that is all about the word intentionality. That's the top word that comes to me. It's allowing ourselves not only to spend time with God, but really striving to get something out of it. Absolutely. Real quick, um, while we've got a second, I'd like mm-hmm. to point out that we have an audience member here today. Um, uh, it's Nacho Libre himself. What up, guys? <laughs> All right. Should, should I swing him the mic and he gets Absolutely. to say a couple Hey, yeah, you can do that. He's got words. the mic All swing. Right. All right. I am now throwing the mic. You got five words. Let's go. These are the Lord's cheeps. Nacho! That was six. You're fired. You went to public um, school, didn't you? <laughs> 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 all right we'll forgive you we already did an episode on that but we will reenact the forgiveness yes yeah but also going on uh meditation it's also important that we bring up the topic of what the sabbath is because the sabbath is all about taking rest right Mm -hmm. but it's really dangerous it's dangerous if we're taking that as in oh we're going to take the sabbath for ourselves and we're going to go out treat ourselves um, and just relax and do whatever we want it's really dangerous that we're taking that idea of doing nothing and that idea 
of taking rest rather than actually meditating on God's word and actually spending that day of rest Mm -hmm. with God. Yeah, the whole point of the Sabbath isn't to sit there and be like, okay, let me focus on me. It it is in a sense, but it's not like a, oh, let me go and, you know, go to the man, go get a mani pedi and, you know, go. It's like, you ever seen Parks and Rec? Oh, all the time. Or like, it's not like, it's not like a treat yourself day, you know, (laughs) it's a day like where you can sit down, focus and put things aside Mm -hmm. and focus only on God and refilling yourself with God's word and with the pe- and refilling yourself with people around you. Right. Whenever I was in school, we always had a class period, um, whether it was whatever you call homeroom or like just one of those empty classes. You, it was designed so you could catch up on work. So there were some people that would spend the entire class period working, catching up on work and actually um, getting ahead and bettering themselves. And then there were some people that just slacked off the entire time and did absolutely nothing, which I think is 90% of the people in that class. But I think the same thing goes with the Sabbath is we're supposed to rest, and some people take that into account of, I'm just going to do nothing and let this time pass us by. And so often that can be so many of us when, in fact, we're supposed to be working on our relationship with God. We're supposed to be using that time to better ourselves for it. You know, if we believe, uh, our like, we have a relationship with God, like he's a relational God, and we have to work on our relationship and grow stronger with him, we have to treat him like a friend. And that becomes very difficult when it's an invisible God, someone we can't see, but we're still trying to build that relationship with him. But yeah, so it's important to have that. That's why, I mean, even God, like the creator of the universe, took a day to rest. Obviously, he didn't need to, but I think it was uh, as an example for us to take a day to like, okay, you know, let me step back and stop, you know, putting myself on a busy, you know, nine to five. And then after that, I'm caring for, you know, my kids or I don't have Mm. kids. I'm too young for that, but (laughs) like caring for, you know, people or going and serving out. Like there's a, there's a point, you know, serving others is great. And you, you should do that six days out of the week, but you should have this one day where you take a minute and you breathe and you focus and meditate on scripture Mm -hmm. and on God. Yeah. Eric, you probably know just as good as um, a lot of my other Uh, other friends i have a i have a lot of i struggle a lot slowing down and just doing nothing i am the kind of person like i want to book up every day of my calendar right i want to book up monday through sunday and i never want to take time off at all and this is where i struggle in exactly what you're talking about is just taking that one day off to really just rest and kind of focus on your relationship with god um if I'm not being intentional with my time and I'm not planning ahead, I can very easily push like spending time with God and meditating to the very, very, very last minute, very end of the day. And I know at that point I'm really sacrificing a lot of aspects of my life just because I'm treating it like a checklist at that point. Yeah. Medit- you can't say, oh, I'm just going to do it tomorrow. You know, in the wise, wise words of Sensei Wu from Ninjago, <laughs> do not do tomorrow what can be done today. It's it's serious, though, because, I mean, that really is good wisdom, because instead of... That's why it's so important to plan this out and be like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm taking, you know, an hour on Sunday afternoon after church before I would sit down and watch football or before I mm-hmm. go to, you know, hang out with people. I'm going to go to church and I'm just going to sit down and take this hour from two to three 
you know, get rid of all distractions, get rid of all electronics, anything that was going to, can distract you and just focus on God's word and pray and meditate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big one for me is getting rid of electronics, especially my phone, just like everyone else would. And it's so easy to make that excuse of like, I have my version Bible app and I'm just going to spend time with God that way. The problem is my phone, like everyone else's, has notifications, and I'm going to get distracted like the 15th Zillow lifts listing that pops up, and I need to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I learned whenever I'm being, like whenever I say I'm being intentional, I'm planning this out, I don't want my phone to be that weak link that just shatters everything. So whether it's just putting it across the room or even better in another room, and you have your paper Bible, and for me, I have a journal to write everything down with. Again, I'm going back to being intentional. If you're writing stuff down, you're putting a lot of effort into this and you're having to stay focused. And when you're writing things down, you're going to remember them. That's why people tell you to write down notes. Like when you're in class, people are like, write down notes because you'll remember it and you can go back and read over it again Mm -hmm. and realize and see and, oh, hey, you know, I remember that. Absolutely. Whenever I was in college, I started by taking notes on a laptop, just typing it all out. Then I realized I didn't remember anything. So when I started handwriting notes, I started taking tests. I'm like, oh, I actually know this information now. Mm -hmm. So now I kind of carry the same thing forward with uh, how I'm reading the Bible or when I'm in a sermon or I'm just thinking out loud. And that's how I'm spending time writing it out. It truly helps you remember it. And also a great benefit of writing it down and being in your memory. It's with you all day, especially if you're doing if you're reading in the morning, you're carrying it through meditation in the morning. You're carrying that information all the way through the rest of your day. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's no like specific time. The Bible doesn't say you have to spend at least three hours a week Mm. in the word. Otherwise you're not a Christian, but there's kind of an importance, you know, you make time for the things you care about and the things you want to do. We all have time. And if you, if there's things you don't want to do, you're not going to make time for them. And if, you know, I have a a good friend and I don't go and hang out with him, you know, we're not going to be very good friends. And that's kind of the same meditating on scripture and, and praying is kind of our communication with God and that's how we, you know, grow closer to him. So if you only spend, you know, 10 minutes a week in the Bible and praying, chances are you're not going to hear a lot from God and you're not going to be very close to him. Yeah. Was this an OB small group last week where we talked about this? When we talked about how many hours in the day do people typically spend from like the 1700s to uh, modern day? I think, yeah, we mentioned, I think we talked more about like the phone screen and like yeah. how compared to like, you know, the spending time in the Bible, I but yeah. In like the 1700s, what was it? Like the average amount of days you would, or the amount of hours a day you would be awake and active in the day. What was it? Like, I can't remember because I didn't write it down. I think, <laughs> oh, I should have written that down, but I always thought it was like eight hours or something because it was like from sunrise they would wake up and then sunset they would just go to sleep immediately but when they came out with like the light bulb and lights allowed you to stay up at night you were staying up so much more and the i still forget the statistics of exactly what it was but it was like the idea of because we would stay up later we did more stuff or because technology allowed us to stay up later we now have so much more time in the day like today we have more time to be awake and to do stuff better ourselves better a community than we ever had at any point in history but so often we feel like we don't have enough hours in the day and we were going back and talking about that has to do with how 
often we're on our phones or how often we're just distracting, procrastinating something else, and we're not being intentional by putting God top on the priority rather than just letting him seep down into the lower seeds. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a saying that people say, you've slept since then, or I've slept since then. And like, it's important because you forget things when you sleep. So um, it's not a bad thing to have your quiet time and you know meditate at night, but you're more likely than not going to forget things for the morning after. Um, what I saw someone say is you, what you do is you, if you have to have your quiet time, like let's say you wake up at four o'clock to go into work and you have to mm-hmm. go super, super early. And so that's the only time you can really do it is at night. Well, either you go to sleep 30 minutes earlier <laughs> or let's say that, you know, you don't really want to do that because you've got something that keeps you up until, 10 o'clock every night. So you have to go to sleep right then. Otherwise you're not going to be able to, you know, sleep Mm -hmm. very well. So you have your meditation at night and you, uh, what you do is you find a verse or a key verse that you really liked from that. And you kind of meditate on that at night. You write it down on a note card and in the morning you wake up, put it on your door or something Mm -hmm. and you can meditate on that before you leave for five, 10 minutes. There's also another part of meditation which is it allows us to have uh, a time where we can have repentance. Um, We were talking a little bit before we got on and started recording, but Pastor Abair, I don't know if we're supposed to say Abair or Andrew. During the worship (laughs) part of the service, uh, he comes out, and right before they play the song, he allows this time, uh, Just and he starts it off by saying, how many of you are feeling angry right now? And then he goes, how many of y'all are suffering from anxiety, um, grief, depression, and starts naming all these emotions. And he said, now we're going to just play this song. And if you need to come forward to the altar, you can go and uh, grieve. You can go out and talk to a minister. You can go out here and just pray to God as this music plays over you. And that was just a really, really great image of what it means to repent while you're reflecting on God. So... I mean, you, you may have music playing, you may not. It may be quiet, but there's a time where you're being intentional with God, but you're really being honest with how you're feeling. The worst thing that could ever happen is you're not okay, but you're not telling God about it. But you're truly angry with someone or truly angry with a circumstance, but you're not giving it to God. And during this meditation, whenever we're meditating on scripture, meditating on God, we're taking that time. It's important for us to actually be honest with God about how we're feeling. This is a time where we can go to God and actually tell him what's happening with us. And we can go back to what we're talking about at the beginning. We can build that relationship with a relational God. So we've talked about the importance of meditation and what meditation mm-hmm. really is, but how how do we meditate? What do we need to do? What steps do we need to take to go and actually meditate can i do that in like a public area can i do that you know do i have to do it in a closet you know close the door you know underneath my clothes hanging and just like read the bible down there you know how do i meditate what do you do yeah i mean to give the church answer we can always just look at jesus Um, we can look at jesus as he goes into the garden and he prays before he's arrested and goes through the whole crucifixion process the very first thing that we notice in it is he goes off to a garden that's a little bit more remote. So he finds a place that's quiet. So maybe don't go into like the middle of Walmart on Black Friday when everything's crazy. 
first thing we notice is it's a quiet space. It's a place where you can hear God. You know, the like if you're out in public with a friend and the louder a place is, the harder it is to hear from them. Right. So if you want to talk to God and actually learn and have that communication, we need to go to a place where we can hear him. So to me, I always find uh, I can hear from God a lot better in nature. And just whether it's hiking, walking a trail or kayaking out on the water, doing something, it's that's where I feel like I'm the closest to God in just because distractions are gone and it's quiet. Kind of like what you were saying earlier with the version app. It's not a bad thing to have the Bible on your phone. In fact, it's really convenient when you need to pull something up or right. look, a, look up a verse. It gives you devotionals. Like It's a great tool. Mm-hmm. But the other things on your phone are what kind of take you away. You know, your, your Instagram notification pops up. You get a text from your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, you know, from your boss, whatever. That's what's going to distract you, and that's what's going to take you away. It's the same thing. If you're in, you know, I mean, a coffee shop, like, that's not really too loud, but there's still mm-hmm. distractions going on, and there's still people that are there. You know, you might see a friend. It's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Oh, hey. And then all of a sudden, your, fo- your focus right. is off of God. And so that's why I think, personally, I do mine uh, just in my bedroom, in my on my bed. Mm-hmm. I take my phone and I put it outside my room. And when I need to focus and meditate, I just take 15, 20 minutes in the morning and just read, pray, get my phone out of my room, or at least on the other side of the room. Absolutely. The, the next thing that we notice is when Jesus is in the garden, it's how much time he dedicates. He's not in a... in in a huge rush it's not feeling like it's procrastinated like it's to the end of the day you know uh, i say that because i'm very guilty of that of just realizing at the last minute oh i need to do this i haven't prayed to god i haven't i haven't read i haven't spent time with him and i'm kind of like hey you get like this last 15 minutes of my day instead of everything and it feels very rushed and it feels very procrastinated at the very end so one of the other things that's very important to uh to think about is are we being intentional with our time are we get are we truly giving god everything or are we just giving him the leftovers mm-hmm. then we see um, as jesus prays there's a lot of concentration that's involved as we read into the different accounts of jesus pray so hard he's bleeding that mm-hmm. does not happen when you're not being intentional. That doesn't accidentally happen where you're focusing so hard and blood is coming out. Was that, so I've heard different things. Was that like that he was actually like praying that the blood came out or was it like, I obviously wasn't praying that blood came out, but I've mm-hmm. seen a thing where it's like a very, very rare medical thing where if you're so stressed, like your blood vessels start to kind of pop inside and that's why you sweat blood. Oh. That might be it, but. I don't know whichever, I don't know which reason it is. I just remember whenever I hear that story, that's just how much concentration came out of it. Either way, like even if you're, exactly. if you're not focused on what's coming up, you know, if Jesus wasn't focused on the fact that he's going to be crucified, I don't think he'd be sweating blood. Exactly. He wouldn't be stressed by it. Exactly. And finally, the last thing that we notice from this is we have to be receptive to whatever God's going to tell us. So if we're praying for something, if we're going back earlier where we're saying, hey, I'm praying for angerness, bitterness, um, because I'm grieving or there's depression and anxiety, and we're like, God, what do I do? And God tells us to do something that it's in a direction we didn't think we'd go in or we didn't want to go in. We have to be receptive enough to actually follow through with it. 
as we see in Jesus at the very end, he's praying, you know, is this the only way? Do I really have to go through the crucifixion? And God says, yes. This is when we see Jesus as being the man or being a man instead of just being God, because he realizes I'm not going to get to, or he's not truly making this decision. It's something he's going to God about, something he doesn't want to do, but he's still going through with it. Because there's a lot of times we can just pray to God and we can ask these questions of, you know, what do you really want me to do? But in reality, I already know, like, I've made up my mind what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's not being receptive to God. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, so again, Caitlin is not with us. She'll be back next week, though. We love you, Caitlin. We miss you. I'm sorry for uh, making fun of you earlier, but it's all in good fun. It'll- Thank you all for tuning into the Faith Factor this week. Uh, any final thoughts before we pray it out, Zach? The only real final thought I had was also uh, a bear quote. He talked about whenever we pray to God and we're talking about suffering or God's plan, we, we always agree when it's hypothetical, but it's completely different when you're in the furnace. So it's easy to think about suffering. It's easy to think about God's plan or going into another direction and you just nodding your head along up until the point God calls you there. And I think the only way that we're ever going to be truly prepared to follow through with God's plan with all of that is if we're meditating on his word, if we're praying and we're truly building that relationship with him. Absolutely. You want to pray us out? I will pray us out and everyone have a good week. Dear Father, Lord, thank you for this day. God, thank you for this time that Eric and I got to come together and just uh, talk about meditating on scripture. God, I pray that everything we say is glorifying to you and it's biblically accurate. Um, God, I want to pray over um, listeners that are that are tuning in. God, I want to pray over their lives. God, I want to pray if there's any angerness, bitterness, depression, anxiety, any strong emotion that is wearing on them. God, I pray that they will turn to you and they will fall on their knees, Lord, that they'll actually confess this to you. God, I pray that we are all receptive of what you are telling in our lives. God, I pray that there's nothing that we're holding on to, but we're letting go so we can follow through um, with the plan that you have for all of us. God, I pray for I pray for you to look after us as we go our own ways this week. God, I pray that we will continue to step in your plan. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Audience member, close us out. Let's go. Yeah. Catch you guys next week. 